0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Happy Friday, kiddos. Thank you, Morales, Clinton Yates, Kirk Morrison in here. Filling in for Travis and Sliwa. We've done a lot today. Your birthday's tomorrow, Kirk. We did Ask Emily. We've talked about a lot of different stuff. So, tomorrow, you said you've mentioned that the actual big celebrations are not necessarily going down because tomorrow's for the kids. But yeah. What does happen tomorrow? Is there a cake? Is there a cupcake? Is there a candle? What do we do? Yeah, Even we if it's do, just yeah. a meal.
2: We do a, uh, do a little cake, little uh, cupcakes, little ice cream. Um, like, as far as like the 40 trips, because everybody's like, what are you doing for your 40th? Mm. And I'm like, you know what? Like, literally, um, since uh, middle of July, I've been gone or d- football, <laughs> yep. and this is the first Saturday without football for me in a very, very long time, since tw- since July of 2021, <laughs> to put wow. it in perspective. So, you know, I decided, hey, I know my birthday's on it. I don't care. That means I'm relaxing. We're going to just chill. We're going to do all that. I have some stuff kind of lined up that we just want to relax, play golf on Sunday, you know what I mean? So I'm not trying to go too too hard in to the paint, but I got a couple trips lined up for this year already. So it's a little bit later in the year though. Couple
1: yacht cruises for you and your rich NFL friends, likely. Yeah, you know, no big deal. Yacht cruises? No, no I don't know. No, I'm making no, stuff no. up. He's sending us photos of places <laughs> he wants to go in Culver City, and they're bougie with igloos and people, things on fire. And I'm assuming uh, man, that your, your big celebration. I'm over here trying to get a reservation for afford. boiling crab tonight. All right, that's what I'm doing tonight. You know, I'm trying to get messy tonight. You know what I mean? I walked right past that place in <laughs> Westwood yesterday, literally, and thought <laughs> maybe I should go there. That's really yep. funny. Yep. We got a lot going on this weekend. Obviously, <laughs> NBA All Star Game is in Cleveland. Love. Cleveland, if you want to make yourself feel better about living in Los Angeles, just check the weather there. It's going to be an interesting situation, but most importantly, the Lakers. AD got injured two games ago. It was clear he was down. Now, the official diagnosis is that he's out at least, at least, Kirk, four weeks. That means he's going to miss at least 12 games. I don't like the way that this looks for the Lakers. I mean, I know that people tell me that I'm sort of down on this team. It's not being down on this team. It's about understanding what they're going up against. And I think that when I heard LeBron, there were two things that I heard LeBron say that really made me feel like, you know what? They might have to shut this season down on some level in order to save face for the next season. It was number one. When James said flat out, we're not going to get to the level of the Milwaukee Bucks, I was like, okay, go all then <laughs> <laughs> pretty serious self-analysis there i guess that means you're not going to win the nba title <laughs> the defending champions exactly and the number two thing was when he was asked about his injury the first thing lebron the first thing he brought up was another injury to the ankle and that to me and he just sort of said i gotta rest it and that to me was one of the there was there was a specific look on his face And I'm not sure that I I was listening to you guys a little bit when this happened. And I thought about calling in because I was going to say the same thing. I don't think I've ever seen him be that kind of casually honest about something that important in a long time, Kirk. You know what I'm saying? He was basically saying, I'm not healthy. And me not healthy means we cannot expect to be as good. So until I rest, why don't we put a little bit of a, a, a bow on this sort of championship or bust stuff because he's not at 100%. And now without AD at 100%, a.k.a. not even there. I don't know, dog. Doesn't seem realistic. No, it don't seem realistic.
2: And anytime, you know, when you get the Magic Johnson tweets coming in, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you, you already know. <laughs> you, Lakers don't notice. I mean, when Magic started getting upset, they don't notice. It was a big win for them Yep, uh, this week going against Utah. Yes, Utah is a playoff team. The Lakers won. And they did it without Anthony Davis for the most part. But is that success that they had, is that able to be sustained without Anthony Davis? I don't think so. This is a much older team and you're gonna ask some guys who are in some roles to play bigger than what they were expected to this year. Taylor Horton, mm-hmm. tucker Hucker, and Austin Reeves and um you know Malik Monk. Malik Monk, like those guys were came came in to be more of role players. They're they're gonna be asked to not be role players. They're gonna actually be actually key contributors now because that's the only way they get through this little rough patch of not having Anthony Davis. And then when Anthony Davis comes back again, we saw what happened last year. Clint, like last year when Anthony Davis came back, he got hurt again right yeah. after. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like just because Anthony Davis comes back doesn't mean it all is well. It still concerns me that I can't trust Anthony Davis's body right now. That's what I was saying. I trust him as the player. He is going to be consistent in what he's going to do. Yes, there's going to be some ups. There's going to be some downs, but I know – Anthony Davis can give me or more ups than downs. But I don't trust his body as when you feel like you need to, to depend on him, the body has let us down. And that's the part where I think Laker fans have kind of said, man, do we trust this for our future? Like now, well, before it was, the plan was, Clinton, yep. we get LeBron, we're going to get AD, we won a championship. Happened, but, by the way. Yeah, it happened. But the future will be bright when LeBron decides to exit stage left and give the team to yep. Anthony Davis, and they will have a couple stars. And maybe you bring in the Russell Westbrook because he can help out as well. And yet, these moves for this year have not—they've all backfired. They didn't work. They they've didn't all work. Backfired. And that's
1: where that's where the 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 Palinka situation becomes an interesting one because it's very easy to say, well, okay, well, this was the plan, and if right. this had worked, we would look great. Well, sometimes the plans. You know, don't work, and it's tough because, all right, we talk about championship or bust, yes. and I always say, if you're going to give me championship or bust, well, then explain to me what the bust is. What do you actually do if you're going to claim that a championship wasn't good enough? And in this particular situation, I don't know how much more they can do. Momo was talking about this on Wendy's podcast, Ramona Shelburne, obviously tremendous NBA insider for us here at ESPN LA and Andy at ESPN, as well as Wendy, she said, it's her understanding that they ain't doing a whole lot more for LeBron. They gave him everything he wanted. And so yeah. in this case, okay, championship or bust. You know what bust means to me? What's that? Bust means you shut down the season and you make sure that LeBron is healthy, AD is healthy, and you've figured out a way to communicate something with Russell Westbrook that makes him a different basketball player. Because in, in the interim, you figure out what you've got out of your Reeves's, your Monks, your THTs, and all that. Because quite honestly – I do think that the championship or bust mentality means one thing, but it also means being smart about when a championship is realistic. You see what I'm saying? And making sure that you're using your time that you have on the basketball court smartly. They have things they need to figure out about these other players. And if they're constantly worrying about whether or not they're going to get in at 10 possibly, whether or not LeBron's going to potentially re-aggravate something, whether or not Russell Westbrook's in a good mood or whether or not AD can stay on the court, bro, it's too late in the season. If I were a Laker fan, I would not be mad if they shut it down and said we're retooling for next year because a ten seed is not what this this organization is about. Limping in, you know what I'm saying? Especially undermanned. I know that sounds a little crazy, Kirk, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't upset me as a more largely if I really had the interest of the Lakers in mind and not just saying, "Oh my God, look at that! They're going to win a ring when that's not real."
2: But is there a plan in place? Like when when you when you do shut yeah. it down.
1: There has to be something that
2: we say. You know what? It wasn't our year, but man, we'll have this. I think the this, plan has this. to be.
1: Yeah, I think the plan has to be. You have to find a way to three-way trade Russell out of there. Right. Because you've got to match all that money, and you've got to get something back. What well, we that, know that is doesn't we happen until the season's that. over. It that's what I'm when saying. The season's over. That's my point. Yeah. And that's why it's like you know, if that doesn't happen until the season's over, and him on the court isn't better than him being off the court, but him being off the court means that you don't really have a chance because of this, that, and the third Bruh. This all adds up at some point, you know. So you're I'm wasting saying? precious games
2: and minutes and buckets from LeBron, right? Mm, so it's like maybe. again. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you're wasting you're more games on LeBron, where we know that it is coming to a conclusion far quicker than it's going to continue. Would you to say keep the back up. nine? Yeah, yeah. He's on. He's on that back. He might. been on the last four or five holes. Mm. You know what I mean? to a point where he's playing good basketball. And we have those moments like we saw. We had great basketball. Let me say that again. Like what we saw on uh, the other night versus the Jazz, he took that fourth quarter over. Like took it over like, I got this. And showed you, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, you're a good player, good young player in this league, and we're going to be watching you for many years.
1: But that dude, number number six for the Lakers, that dude's still bad. That's a bad, bad dude. He's a bad dude. But what I'm saying is this, like – would you, like, I just feel that this is also a situation, Kirk, where the the excuse is kind of built in. You can say, listen, he's hurt. It's not going well. AD's hurt as well. We're going to need them both either way. Now that we know that one is out, we can start to retool. They actually have a legitimate basketball reason to shut things down. And outside of just random pride that's a little misguided, I kind of hope that they don't, Rather, let me say it this way. I hope that LeBron is is amenable to the notion that him taking a step back is probably better for the largeness of his career rather mm. than trying to gas out and hit the pedal until the end of this season. I, I really honestly believe that because if you told me when he signed with this team for four years that you were going to get one ring and one potential run, mm. okay. But, like, you don't want to get what – I'm saying, okay, in terms of not what I think Lakers fans expected, but what I think was realistic for LeBron at that age considering what was happening. Two more ring shots for the Lakers in LeBron's last four years, that would have been a good enough reason to bring him along. My point is, though, is that you didn't get one this year, and you're not. So you have to make sure you get one next year, and that might involve taking steps this season. That's what I'm saying. And so, like, in order to not say save face, but to just maximize the overall – just content, I mean, not content, the value of, of what the content LeBron brings to the table is, I don't know, man. You got to make some serious thoughts about how you want to end this season because I don't see them overtaking either one of the teams in the West and the Warriors or the Suns, never mind anybody in the East either.
2: Yeah, but you constructed this team the way that you, want, you wanted to look in your eyes. Like mm. LeBron, so to me, it's if you tell me, hey, look, we don't have the firepower this year. Well, you don't have the firepower. You did this. <laughs> problem. It ain't nobody yeah. else. Pro- like, you wanted this. So if you don't have the fire, don't punt on the season and then say, hey, we're going all in next year. Well, what's going to happen next year if it starts to happen again? Well, we just don't have like this team was con- and we all had these. I think we all had the same criticism. Like this team is it, it was a great team back in 2007. If you had all of these names on there. But in 2022, <laughs> like these names aren't telling me like this is winning a championship. And so now when next year comes around, it's going to be the same thing. Similar to the Rams. Like it's going to be a lot of new parts, a lot of new pieces. And then again, if I it know, doesn't man. work, yeah. if it doesn't work, whose fault does it fall on? And this is where you talking about what is it the uh, Planet LeBron Planet versus, LeBron Laker, Nation. versus <laughs> Laker Nation. So there was a truce. And we all seen that sometimes that truce can go away. Because yeah. everybody's going to point the finger at who, LeBron James. This, this, it's, and some people say, oh, it's on Rob Palenka, it's on the Bus family. This is part of being LeBron James that he is going to have to take the criticism. And however they finish the season, if they get embarrassed by Golden State or by Phoenix, right. or if they don't make it, everyone is that. going to point at you lebron for how this thing was constructed for okaying the russell trade for okaying a lot of these guys are on this roster that that honestly like what are you like it's it it baffles me what may happen this year and that's something that laker fans are going to have to wear all year long like at least the clippers have a reason hey look man
1: uh-oh, Wise uh-oh, injured, uh-oh, brought up the Clippers. George. I'm just nobody saying. Nobody cares about the Clippers more than Lakers fans. Here we nobody, go.
2: Nobody care about them, <laughs> but at least you say, you know what? We know what our future looks like. We know what's in place, and we know what's around, and we're competing at a high level. I'm looking at the Lakers, and I'm saying, you have the best guy, and you're still barely holding on with the best player in the NBA still, to me, LeBron James. You holding on. You hold on by a thread. You got one hand you and you can't drop the rope. Don't drop the rope. They about to drop the rope.
1: Pretty it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty dire. And I'll just say I'll just say this. Here's the thing. I just don't think that the relative value of losing in the play-in or getting banged out in the first round is worth it for this particular group of human beings right now. I just don't I don't think it's a punt. I think it's a retreat. And lick your wounds, which are legitimate because, hello, guys are literally not on the court. Coming up, a versus battle is going down tonight. Not musicians, not rappers that are washed up and drunk on stage, not R&B stars that are wearing their finest fits, not old groups that your parents <laughs> love to drink wine out of boxes and dance around the kitchen to. Nope. It's going down between two basketball players. And whose highlights would you put up against each other? That's next. It's Travis and Slewa.
0: Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com network.
1: Travis and Sliwa, ESPN 710, Clinton Yates, Craig Morrison filling in here. We, You guys, dude, you guys all don't understand... This is the listeners I'm referring to. The show behind the show is always great. So during the break, I got two texts, two photographs, both of which are pictures of baseball players. You can guess which two humans are in this. I am not in one. We're going to describe one. We're going to start with the team shot first. In this photograph, we have, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 children, one coach with a tremendous-looking sort of Fu Manchu, and... Um, Great cargo socks, crew length white socks, car- cargo shorts, crew length white socks. Yeah. To the right, flanking the team, is a guy that looks not like him, but is wearing the exact same clothing. You know who and the we- head coach is, by the way.
2: Who? I mean, you mentioned the guy who with the cargo shorts on, right? The cargo. Oh, he's shorts. definitely the head coach. Oh, he's yeah, definitely I mean, the
1: <laughs> He's got. He's got. He's got. He's got. Uh, what are they called? Like transitions lenses on. Oh, yeah. This guy's definitely the head coach. And of course, we have Emily. Who was the catcher and led the team in RBIs and is apparently the only Not one who brag. had to look at the camera, too, according to this <laughs> photograph, which is excellent. But most importantly is this photograph. Let me describe this to those of you who were playing baseball in the 90s. Double <laughs> Nike batting gloves swoosh on top of palm. Nike on the strap. Nike Wristband on high elbow territory, just below the sleeve. I know this look because I yeah. rocked it. <laughs> full black stirrup looking. Back when nobody was wearing stirrups, you we were just wearing single color socks. And, of course, the pièce yeah. de résistance in this gem. The white and black full barrel TPX bat. This is amazing. <laughs> and that, of course, of course, is Kirk Morrison playing high school baseball, which he was talked out of in order to go to the NFL. See, now, I, great, now i got to tweak that bit. out. Now yeah. I got to tweet that out. Tweet I them both tweet out. out. That's great. And I your
3: softball, your celebrity softball
2: photo too. I think don't you have one of those Kirk too? I do have a celebrity, but I, I choose not to post it out there. It is out there in the Twitterverse. If you want to find it. Yeah, I just choose not to post it just because of my uh allegiance to Northern California. I mm. still love to go back to where my parents live at um because so you'd like it not is to my upset them. Well, it is a it is me when I played in the la Dodgers celebrity softball game mm. so i actually have a dodgers jersey on don't with love that morrison 15 because i was number 15 in the dodger mm-hmm. celebrity game and so if i put that out there i don't know what the reaction i may get because people are already saying i've already switched i'm um, just straight socal and i was like dude like i can't help it this is where i live i'm raising my kids to be rams fans like i can't like oh but you're but you play for the raiders Hey, I play for the Raiders. Not my kids. <laughs> like, right. They can choose what they want to do. It's kind of hard going to school and everybody saying, "Oh my God, Stafford, Cup, Donald," and they're like, "Derek Carr." <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's not going to work, player. <laughs> they don't not work in well. this town. So let's put these up. <laughs> if 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 anybody's listening at ESPN Los Angeles, Carlo on the social, why don't let, let why don't we let this be our verses? Who's got the yeah. better baseball picture from their youth, Emily or Kirk? Because <laughs> these are both fantastic. Speaking of verses. See what they're there, professional kids. Anyway, um, there's a new versus coming up today, which I got to admit, when I first saw the details of it, I was kind of like, I don't know. How's that going to work? But when my boy who I played, you know, we played high school basketball together, sent him with me, and he was fired up. I was like, okay, well, then maybe I need to get into this. And what it is is this. It's a versus battle between Allen Iverson, Bubba Chuck, my favorite Mm -hmm. basketball player of all time, and... Tracy McGrady, T-Mac, who was also, sidebar, a baseball player for a while. Um, it's emceed by Shaq, and I have a lot of procedural questions about this, but overall, I think this is a pretty good idea, Kirk, and I know that you've built upon it, and you love it. I, I do love it because I think that it also brings
2: um, back the memories uh, of a lot of our either our youths or when we first start watching basketball, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, because a lot of today's highlights – we can kind of rewatch over because of youtube right think about the 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 highlights for us clinton back in the day i keep saying back in the day but it's serious like we had to wait to the sports cast on news we had to wait until the late night sports center when it first came out like you didn't get the instant highlights and analysis we had to wait to the end of the day to see what happened around the nba or the nfl Whereas now we get to see these highlights. Oh, did you see that? Oh, it happened. And it's viral in five minutes. So I think when you're talking about guys like AI, Tracy McGrady, even Shaq, man, these dudes had highlights galore. And I think they get kind of pushed to the side because of today's NBA. So it really got me excited because I'm thinking of other type of verses that i would have loved to see okay
1: well hold on let's before we get to that Mm. though before we get to the other verses you'd like to see who you got in this one playboy i mean let's be real because t-mac has a lot they were completely different players so this is kind of it's kind of an awkward matchup but i do think it's interesting because their impacts were not necessarily similar but they were concurrent and t-mac i feel like because of the playoff thing never getting out of the first round yada yada it it sort of looked at a little differently but t-mac to me I don't want to say he was a better player than Allen Iverson, but he was a very much different kind of person, and I think it's still a shame that the Rockets haven't retired his number. But right. T-Mac to me is kind of—it's almost impossible for him not to be over un- underrated, excuse me, in terms of his overall uh, NFL uh, NBA career. No, I get it.
2: So in, in this one in particular, AI versus Tracy McGrady. This is the hard part. Is that. I have more Allen Iverson moments in my head that stick out more than I have Tracy McGrady moments.
1: Yeah, just off I rip. Have,
2: just, just off rip. Like, I have Tracy McGrady moments, and it's a night like tonight that when people or the young players or the young folks who will be watching that didn't get a chance to see Tracy McGrady in his prime and forget where he started at and where he finished at, the dude came straight from high school and was balling, Beast. right? So I want to see those highlights again just to remember. This is kind of like uh, like the last dance again almost. A, 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 I see that. I'm not saying it is last saying. dance, but it, it is giving people just a reminder. It's of giving of last dudes. dance,
1: as the kids say on the Internet. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like it's like showing these – hey, hey, this dude used to come ball. Like I know he's talking now and you don't really know, but no, he really could ball. But it's just so hard for me tonight to go against Allen Iverson. Because AI, like for me, no matter what, like this dude crossed up Jordan. Like, you yep. know what I mean? Like, that's that. He crossed up Michael Jordan. It was the 1 4 flat, and it was basically Iverson versus Jordan. And you could hear Phil Jackson in the back. Here we go, Michael. And then you was <laughs> like, go get him, Michael. Michael comes up. And remember, Michael Jordan kind of rolls up his shorts a little bit, you know, kind of yeah, hiked him go. up. He hiked him up. He was ready. And. My boy, Allen Iverson, left that dude in the spin cycle. You know what I mean? It was. And you you know, also, too, for even Laker fans, you remember, look, they only won one game in that series uh, in back in 2000. The Sixers that, in 2001 the Sixers, yeah, against Sixers, like, the Lakers in, in the finals. He only made it. AI look, was the
1: MVP of the league that year, yeah.
2: Yeah, AI stepping over Tyron Lou. Like, if people haven't really saw that or realized that meme or understood it, we all know it. This generation knows it. But I think the younger generation needs to understand that Allen Iverson was that dude, and he had highlights, and it always seemed to look cooler because he was seemed to be a foot shorter than everybody, <laughs> like at six right. foot. Everything seemed to just look different. Like the ball seemed to elevate more. It was sort of, I, I think, more Steph Curry-ish now, but he
1: was doing it back then at that height. I think what the reason why particularly for like verses this works well too is because like in verses the real joint it was older rappers performing old songs. Correct. This is highlights of guys in their prime. It's a, it's mm. it's a different sort of presentation of what's happening. And I think that, frankly, Shaq is vital to this. Yes. Because if he is the one that can sort of describe (laughs) the different contexts that all this happens in, and he can provide a little bit of commentary on just what the certain parts of the things that these guys did, how it affected not just people like fans like us, but guys in the league. I think that's where this offers a lot of impact as a history lesson. Because, listen, I can argue with you till we're blue in the face about whether or not T-Mac or AI was more important to the game or whatever, whatever. Yeah. But I don't even really care about that at my you know advanced age of 40, which you'll be in the club tomorrow. <laughs> what I care about is the people who didn't get a chance, as you mentioned, getting to see it in a context beyond just watching it on YouTube as a highlight. I think that if we can explain, like, here's where it came from, here's what it looked like, and now here's what it looks like now. A lot of these people, I think younger fans of the game now who look at older players and they only see them through the lens of mixtapes. They can understand the actual work that was done to allow the league to look how it does now. The style of play now, guys jumping in the air and throwing passes and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it is wildly unorthodox compared to what it was the era before the AIs and the T Max. You know, we talk about these games, oh, guys couldn't have survived in the 90s. Nobody (laughs) went trying to watch that basketball, no (laughs) how. Those (laughs) games were NBA finals games in the 80s. That sucked. You know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of people that still hold on to the fact that that was the time. Or they only see that. Like, you know, if you're 25, yeah. you have no idea what the actual sort of gameplay was like in the 2000s. You know what right. I mean? And this provides an ability to add some context to that. So I'm really hoping. I'm, I'm ve- like, Shaq is the only person who can do this for me for the rest of my life. You right. know what I'm okay. saying? I need Shaq to be the MC of Versus because he has the basketball knowledge and the uh, enthusiasm to really explain it the way it needs to be, Kirk.
2: Yeah. And, and like, Hopefully this goes well. I will so, tune into this. I just want to see it. I really do. Who are I some of your others, though? My others, NBA, I want to see the remake of the, was it, the 85? or eight, No, it was the 88 or 89, the NBA dunk contest. The dunk I contest that was eighty. Dominique Wilkins, Michael Jordan. Like yeah. those two, like Dominique Wilkins' nickname was the human highlight. <laughs> like that. Yeah. So if we go highlight for highlight, Dominique Wilkins may, I won't say beat Jordan but man they they would go head to head and so if we're talking about in a dunk highlight hit, context in a, in yeah a he probably highlights could be context or just moments to go wow like Jordan's going to have those moments of obviously you know hitting jumpers and obviously the going from one hand to the I mean the right hand to the sure. left versus like those throwing Westbrook on the yes. ground
1: in a non offensive foul call sure <laughs> yeah no, I'm joking <laughs> right. yeah <laughs>
2: right but it is those moments that I would love to see though and then I was even I expanded it a little bit, like NFL wise. Like I would love to see a Barry Sanders, you know what I mean, versus a guy like who else did I have come up in my mind of watching them with the football in their hand was like electric. Like for me, having watched it, the human joystick, Dante Hall. For people who don't remember Dante, Dante Hall, Hall versus Devin Hester is one Devin I watched. That may be one. Like, yeah, like right. two of the best punt return guys that we have ever seen, or kickoff return, just specialists in the NFL. Right. I mean, those were like some of the verses I would love to see. Vince Carter alone I think will win all time. If someone just – just go just Vince Carter versus – Whoever is Just whoever. Like it's just Vince Carter versus the field almost. You know what I mean? Like his yeah. highlights going against anybody. It would be tough to go up against that but I mean Shaq has like you mentioned a bunch of highlights too Kobe got highlights especially Kobe 8 Kobe 24 was more of a technician but Kobe 8 used to go for
1: the throat like go for the gusto this is this, you know, this is this is a good idea. Versus wants to get somewhere. Stop charging people. Just change your <laughs> format. Right. Lawrence Taylor versus Aaron Donald would obviously be a good Whoa, one as well. By yeah. the way, it's Rams Super Celebration Week. It's on all week at 710. Listen, every hour for your chance to win a Rams Super Bowl champions hat, call in right now. 877-710 ESPN. 877-710 ESPN. Caller number 10 wins. Coming up. By the way, what is the point of the All-Star game anymore? And this guy over here across the microphone from me has some experience at the weekend. That's next. This is Travis and Sliwa.
0: Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. Travis and Sliwa, ESPN
1: 710, Clinton Yates, Kirk Morrison filling in here. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. If you want to know how my life is going, I'm just contemplating whether or not I want to get on a plane and go to Daytona tomorrow. I don't <laughs> think I want to do that, but anyway. Um, <laughs> it's Dr. Dre's birthday today. That was yeah. fun. We've been talking about the NBA All-Star Game today. Uh, All-Star Weekend in the NBA is going down in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. You can hear the joke on my voice right there. For those of you who are Southern California residents and uh, constantly are Jealous of what people in this business get to do? Well, people in this business get to go sit by Lake Erie in the cold for three days, so (laughs) I'm not there, but um, it should be fun, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because, for those of you who understand how this industry works, and by the industry, I don't just mean what happens on the court with players and scores and assists and statistics and points and steals, however... There are the festivities of All-Star Weekend, Yes, and All-Star Weekend in the NBA is different than any other, and if you don't understand why, I don't really know what to tell you, but you can figure that out on your own. We talked about this before the show. Kirk mentioned that his favorite All-Star Weekend was one that is (laughs) arguably the most memorable in sports history in the last 20 years. (laughs) Please take the floor, Mr. Morris, and explain to us where you were on that fateful night in Vegas.
2: Um. Well, the, the NBA has since. Then they returned to Vegas for All Star Weekend. By the way, did or they? No, like, I
1: mean, Summer League is there. Summer League, but is I'm there. not so sure if they they've been for there for All Star Weekend. Yeah. yeah.
2: I'll remember that All Star Weekend uh, very vividly. It was the '07 uh, All Star Weekend, and again, so NBA All Star Weekend was something that I would normally go to because of you know, for me, as a NFL, it's in the off season. But All Star Weekend was always around my birthday, right? right. February's always that that weekend. It was the, always the weekend or two weekends post Super Bowl. Now it's different with the NFL expanding for one more week or extending for one more week. That now it's kind of run up in back to back weekends. But you would go with the Super Bowl weekend, get a couple weeks off, and then you go to the All Star Weekend. So All Star Weekend in Vegas. Oh man, I couldn't wait. 07? Oh yeah, I'm there. I mean, Vegas mm. is like was my backyard from going when I was in high school. I took a recruiting trip to UNLV. That's how Vegas I am. Nineteen ninety nine, I took a recruiting trip when the Chronic two thousand one came out, and we played it from beginning to end on repeat. The whole entire like the a trip, whole entire, the entire recruiting business. The yeah. soundtrack for the whole trip. This is yeah. the soundtrack with the great John Robinson, former USC head coach, was the coach at UNLV. But I just remember the whole weekend, just. Cry 2001. Like, Everywhere that I go, I got. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: It said, there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, all the videos of like various <laughs> old heads see walking around their yes. yards and porches <laughs> with their families watching the halftime show are Hilarious. just fantastic. Keep those coming, y'all. We love them. Go on.
2: But 07, All Star Weekend in Vegas was, it was, it was crazy. And I remember I'm, and, and I've told this story before, but it was my actual birthday. It was February nineteenth on a Sunday. Everybody and their mama was trying to get into Club Rain because that's where the P Diddy party was.
1: Clinton, mm. all right. P Diddy. He all was right. P Diddy at the time. He may have been. That's Puff how you know, know how, how to time. date. I was yeah. gonna say that's how you know how to. It's like it's like it's like when you see like <laughs> carbon scoring on certain yes. things. You know what era it was from because of <laughs> what, 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 what <laughs> Sean Combs' name was at the time. Anyway. Right. So and you got to think this was at the time when the palms
2: hotel was the spot like okay. this is when the maloofs had kind of built the palm the palms hotel oh, yeah. and Forgot everybody we used to go to the palms and so that weekend and man this is how look this is how crazy how this has come full 360. i'll tell you this in a second so we're everybody's it, i mean the everything is packed the lobby is packed and the casino floor is packed because everybody is trying to get into the puff daddy p diddy party at club rain I was in the, in the area, I had a connect, I was going to go in, but it was so packed, you couldn't even get to the front. And I didn't have mm. that juice yet to get denied, like, oh, I'm with such and such. Like, It right. was one of those where if you weren't rolling in with an A-list celebrity, like, you just weren't getting in. But at the Palms Hotel, they had a place called the Ghost Bar, and it was on the top. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to the ghost bar. My agent and a couple of people said, hey, come up here. I got some spots for us. So I go to the ghost bar. They were throwing the Mitchell and Ness party. So hmm. go up to the Mitchell and Ness party, which was my sidebar, because we just saw today that Meek Mill, Jay-Z and everybody, they have now taken over. Mitchell and Ness, they bought it out today. So all them old throwback jerseys we see with all yeah. our 90s and, and early 2000s, like celebrities used to wear the throwback jerseys. Guess what? They may be coming back. Just giving you guys a heads
1: up. Anyway. Look at Kirk, by the way, with that newspeg peg Lincoln, like a <laughs> professional. Yeah. Mitchell well done. Ness. Go on. I like so that. I go up to the top. I'm at the ghost
2: bar. Nice party. But it was really, it was a suit party. For people who don't know, um, there's there's yeah. different parties around yeah. All Star Week. And again, suit parties in Vegas are awkward. Yes. Yeah. So you know, like hey, when I ask a person, hey, hey, I got an event you should come to. Hey, is it suits? Is it casual? You want to know. If it's a suit party, it's a little bit different, more quiet, more laid back, more chill. He said, No, it's a combination suit yet casual, because you got some executives to be. There. I said, oh, perfect. I'll be there. So I go up there, parties all oh, it's lit. Free food, hmm. open bar. It was great. And I remember at the time, Adam Pac-Man Jones walks in. And now me and Adam Jones, cool dude. Like we we share this moment at the Combine in 2005 where we both had to go get medical rechecks. So people don't know at the Combine, if, if there's a Underwear flag, Olympics, you're standing yeah. <laughs> around in your drawers in the hallway, completely the worst, embarrassing. The worst part of the Combine. Is that if you have to go get medical rechecks? For me, I had a bad case of uh, stress fractures and shin splints. So they take mm. you to the doctor and you got to stay, and you're at the hospital all day taking MRIs, CT scans, bone scans. I had to go through all that. Well, it just so happened that Pac Man Jones was the guy that I happened to be with. Like, we were on the same, like, waiting because he was going behind me. So we had this full on yeah. conversation for like four or five hours. So we kind of developed a little relationship and. Huh. You know, you know, we'd always see each other in the off season, anything like that. I saw him that night, two thousand seven. We he's he comes up to the Ghost Bar, and it was an event that was really kind of just chill. It wasn't like really music blasting. It, it was wasn't really, a like, Pac Man joke. It, it wasn't it it wasn't a party. It was like. It was Put it like this. It was more of an appetizer event, not okay. necessarily yeah, your main yeah. course. Amuse-bouche, like, as we like yeah, to say. So you, you you can start there, but you definitely were like, nah, I'm not finishing here. Sure. And I remember Pac-Man asked me, hey, Kirk, you want to come with me? We're about to get up out of here. Because that's your boy to- now. Yeah, you and Pac my, have seen each other yeah, you know what it's, saying, it's in, the, in the most vulnerable places. You know right. what I mean? In terms of your career stages, you're trying to ride Correct. with him, Right? It's my guy. So he like, hey, we're about to leave here. We're going to go to another spot. Did we make you know go to a little after hours later i said man pack you know what that sound good i'm i'm here with my agent and his folks real quick i'm gonna be here for a while how about i hit you later perfect right. he said we'll, we'll link later yeah we'll link up later because it was still pretty early tonight pencil me in exactly so he leaves with his entourage i'm still there with me and my couple of my guys we there having a good time at the ghost bar we ended up leaving to Ghost Bar. We ended up going into Club Rain later on. So we got in later with the crew that I was with. We're good. Great night. Go back. Everything is good. Then I turn on the television in the hotel, mm. and that's when you got the news of what had happened that night with Pac-Man Jones. You know, this gun shooting at the strip club, and it was people getting shot and all And I was like, and he was involved. Not necessarily he was doing this, but it was the people who were around him. And he got caught in the crossfire, all that. And I'm sitting here like, how crazy Bruh, things could have been for me. I and I said, you know what? I'm good. I'm just going to roll with you, Pac. Like, that's how crazy it was. My birthday, 2007. So that was my NBA All Star weekend story. But it was a great weekend altogether, though. It was like, it was again, celebrities everywhere, people everywhere. It was, it was.
1: Fantastic, man.
2: I, I mean, I got some stuff off the air. I could tell you, like, cause I oh the, yeah, no, nah, trust like, me, bro. The, the I get it. Are, I just the wanted people the people who
1: were pe- dating. I just and wanted like, the people oh. to know that there was a time when forty-year-old Kirk Morrison was in the streets. <laughs> oh man, mixing yeah. it up. Those but streets. those days are over. That's what you're your on the porch calling me. You're in streets the po- you're on the porch me. now. It's a little <laughs> different. And yeah. that that incident, as sad as it was in terms of everything that you know sort of went down, and obviously how it sort of impacted Pac's career. Gave us one of the best quotes in history from an NFL quarterback, quarterback. (laughs) cornerback. i like it the strip clubs. Coming up, (laughs) the dump. That's what's next on Travis and Slee ESPN 710. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI, To connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I don't like the pleasure with which Morales (laughs) says that word every week. (laughs) It's, it's 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 uncomfortable for me. Anyway, how does this go? First of all, it's the end of the week. Yes. And I just want to say thank you to everybody. This is a personal thing for me to say. You guys know this about me. I'm not from here, but I chose to make my life here a couple of years ago and welcome me into this family. <laughs> and I was really happy to see everybody be able to celebrate something this week in the way that the station does it downtown. Y'all can get on, people about the Rams, this, that, and the third. But I'm telling you all, as a station – what we provided this week really felt like who I know these people are. So coming to the end of this week, at least for me, in terms of what you guys did down there, I thought was excellent. So great work out of you all in terms of the Rams, uh, you know, the game broadcast and all that. I know y'all are all a part of that. So I just want to say thank you for all that. It's been really solid, Emily and Kirk, both of
2: you. <laughs> I love that, Big McVay.
1: No, man, thanks for
2: all of that, dude. It, it has been a big week. Um, I told a lot of people this week that, Think about this journey for us. Has been twenty-seven weeks. It's been a twenty-seven week journey. Think about yeah. it. Um, you had three preseason games. You had. I was at. We we 20. got. I made it out to preseason earlier yeah. this
1: year, so I feel a little bit of connected. Cap so and I like were out there. It
2: twenty-seven was fun. weeks. Uh, or actually, I could extend it because we. I think we did our first shows the first week. I mean, last weekend of July. So yeah. it's been like a real. Like the the hard knocks version of how we followed this team, and we you know it's just still it feels almost like new to us in L. A. You know following yeah. the football team and the success and like your surprise and you had the ups and the downs and they go on a, they didn't win a game in November and we're like oh this season's gonna end early <laughs> and like it, it
1: goes like Troy go, o- m-
3: Troy Aikman said that they wouldn't win another game yeah I remember we played that
2: sound if they don't get wow. their act together they may not win another game. Emily, quickly before the dump,
1: your thoughts on the season.
3: Well, I think it was great. It was my first season uh, with yes. the team, which is great. Uh, my first Super Bowl ever, which I was really excited about. Got a lot of texts about that from my entire family. People I hadn't nice. talked to in years. They "Hey, I want to know yeah, what everybody. you're up to." Oh, right. uh, but then also, y'all are lucky that I got out of the stadium. at night it was me, Travis, DeMarco, and the Rams um, game game producer Adam Bronstein. We almost got uh, like left in SoFi. Oh, and Janice was the- with us too. So like what? all the maze around SoFi. So uh, for those yes. who don't know, who didn't attend the Super Bowl, um, the, around SoFi, they had a lot of sets set up yes. for you know NBC, Fox, all the other sp- yeah. uh, teams to put their sets up. So we were trying to walk to get to our bus to get back to the Rams Hotel. Um, and I also was like, I was planning on going to the after party afterwards. I was like, yes, this is great. Rams won. So then we were trying to get to our bus. And it took us, I think we walked probably like three miles, it felt like. We yeah. walked for an extra hour to find this bus. Couldn't find it. Eventually, we flagged on another bus. Yep, every step of the way to get us to this uh, to uh, the hotel. Uh, by the time I got home, I was, yeah, not ready to party. I was lame, did not go to the after over. party. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, I got to yeah. wake up for Charles and Slee one in the morning. And I didn't do that. But great season. I was really happy to follow the Rams the entire time. They converted me to a uh, bandwagon fan. I'll have my NFC team and my AFC team. AFC side squad.
1: Team yeah, yeah will be you my, have a side my, squad. My, yeah, my Steelers,
3: and then I got my uh, – I'm on the other side. Two, like different, conferences,
1: Two exactly. different
2: conferences, Emily. Right, exactly. All right, let's get, to, the <laughs> <Super Bowl. laughs>
1: let's get to the dump. We ain't got a lot of time left. What we got? Yeah. Emily, all right, so you,
3: it's uh, uh, okay. yeah, National Drink Wine Day. So uh, uh-huh. obviously I'm super excited about this. Uh, what wine are you guys going to drink up, uh, up today? What kind of boxed wine do you have?
1: I don't know what kind we have, but I will tell you guys that there's a very funny thing I do in my house. First of all, I'm a Malbec guy. Just as off rip. It's one of those Uh things that's in that perfect little slot when you go to a restaurant and you don't want to act like you're too sort of bougie with the sommelier stuff, but you're also not just going to order something lame. Ask them for a mile back. They'll be like, oh, sophistication. However, also, you know, some simplicity. Now, there's the other thing I do quickly. I make a, I read (laughs) the back of the label like aloud (laughs) every single time before I read it, like dramatically because they're always so ridiculous. And like my dream job is to write the back of wine labels. That's all.
3: Just have the dramatic story of where this wine came from. Exactly,
1: Kirk. You what know, about t- you? Which track can open? open you know?
2: Uh, you know me. I'm easy. When you get to the, you know, hey, man, uh, what give me a list of your cabs. Just give me a cap. Ah, you know, uh, like, your cab. When, you, when, you, when you say yeah. cab, it just, just a lot easier. They bring you the cab out, and I'm good to go. Red one, good. Taylor, like your thoughts?
0: Yeah. You're, sorry, to... Oh, I mean, we're go Taylor has some drink. Uh We had this whole oh, thing. Yeah, uh, I, I was uh, gifted a bottle of wine actually by Sliwa. He didn't know that. and Didn't drink either. So you can use it as a weapon,
1: and then just say it wasn't me. I passed it off to Jorge
3: or <laughs> nice. nice. I got it but yeah I'm a good I, I like a good rosé uh on that's that's usually what I go for um also guys did you see that Taco Bell is bringing back the Chaco Taco it is making me very excited I'm gonna go get one as soon as I can uh because I love a good Chaco Taco have you guys ever had one of those before
1: yeah not absolutely. had a Chaco Taco what what about you Kirk no oh
3: yeah Chaco Taco
1: absolutely
2: man I it's mean, a ba- I mean, ice cream with a taco. What's not it's, to it's love? Cal- it's California. Like we live off the ice cream trucks. I don't. Right? I don't. I mean, <laughs> I ice I, cream trucks in the spring. When I was in high school,
1: September. sure. <laughs> but like, I don't. I don't. I don't smoke that much weed anymore. Excuse me you, me. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I mean, like you you can can get taco. Taco is a real Taco
2: tacos at Seven Eleven. But I yeah, yes. But then also you can get other
3: tacos too on top of it, and you can get a Baja Blast. I'm a Baja Blast fan all the way. Oh
2: no! I was a Baja Blast. I was a WWF ice cream. You're the one.
1: I was a WWF yes. ice cream guy though. That, Do you that ever, was the one. Uh, Kirk, have you ever met a black person who drinks Baja Blast?
2: No. I actually, when you said that, yeah. I was like, no. Now, if you would have said uh Tahitian treat, that would have been different. But no.
1: All right, we're running out of time here. Mason and Ireland are next. I don't even know who's on with them. Are they it's just them? Uh Momo and uh Mason. Okay. All right. Happy weekend, kiddos. Your boy Yeehaw, Kirk Morrison, everybody. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>